Hi everyone, to wherever you're listening from in the world, and welcome back to another episode of What's the Crack? I'm in Dubai, and I'm Anton. And I'm Sherry Ann, and I'm in Scotland at the ranch. And we have our third guest on the show, all the way from Washington, we have Rob Kearney. Welcome, Rob. Oh, thank you so much, you guys. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you, Rob. So, talk to us. Your Anton, Instagram... no, Anton. Do you think a lot, Rob, will... you'll get used to this. I, Anton, you think Rob will be able to understand our full Scottish accent? Well, I had a little research call with Rob prior to this to make sure he understood us, and he says that he's got a lot of Scottish friends, so he definitely understands us. Right. Great, I've been around Rob. plenty of Scottish people. One of my sponsors is actually Scottish, and then two of my best friends live up in the Highlands. So, uh, so we're good to go. Good, perfect, amazing. Well, Rob, let's get into this episode because obviously I stumbled across you through a friend, and your Instagram handle is the world's strongest gay. Talk me through that. Um, So it came about, so I am the first and only openly gay professional strongman in the world. Um, I came out back in 2014 uh, after I'd already turned pro as a strongman athlete. And through the course of my career and getting a little bit more notoriety, I guess is the best way to put it, um, my husband and I quickly realized that we had a platform to actually try to push for some change and acceptance uh, within the fitness world, uh, you know, to try to incorporate more of the LGBTQ plus community. So it just, this was all my husband's idea. And he was like, you know, you just need to be like unapologetically gay. And hence the name, (laughs) World's Strongest Gay. (laughs) Just totally out there. Absolutely love it and absolutely admire what you're doing. So thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, So just to give you an idea, Rob, our podcast is all about literally motivating people, inspiring people. But above all, Mum, we always say it, just having a good laugh. Yeah, we just like to... Be honest, genuine, and have a laugh, son. Go with the flow and try and help in our own way. Yeah, and with that being said, Rob, um, a lot of people that listen into our podcast are a little bit younger, and I think someone like yourself is such an inspiration, and yep. I'm so happy to have you on the show to share your story. So let's um, let's start off. Where did it all begin? Let's, let's talk about a little bit about Rob growing up. Where are you from? Tell us about about yourself, and let's get to let's get to know the world's strongest gay. <laughs> so yeah, I let's um, get I grew it. up on go, the go go go. <laughs> I I grew up on the East Coast in the U.S. So from uh yeah, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and then um made my way up to Connecticut when I went to you know high school, and high school is where I actually found my love for weightlifting. Um, you know, in, in school I was always active, outgoing, had a lot of fun, played American football, was also a cheerleader. Um, and then a cheerleader? Also, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it, even in high school, I was throwing <laughs> girls up over my head and catching them with, with one arm and <laughs> stuff it. like that. Did you do a wee bit of the pom-poms? No, but I did have a nice big megaphone. So it was nice. great. <laughs> nice. Right. Okay. You know, and that's so I, I would do that and then obviously was getting into the weight room because of playing football and, and, and stuff like that. And it just so happened that one day there was a teacher who was also a CrossFit coach who noticed that I enjoyed weightlifting 
And he started coaching me. I would actually go to the gym at 5 a.m. before school, get my workouts in, uh, then, you know, have the rest of my day. And I walked into the gym on a Tuesday morning and they said, hey, Rob, there's a strongman contest on Saturday. We signed you up for it. Um, I had no idea. You know, my experience with the sport of strongman was what pretty much everybody else knows. And that's just what you see on TV with world's strongest man. So I was like, why not? Let's, let's give it a go. So I went to the contest, um, got my ass kicked. I took dead last, uh, but fell in love with the sport and everything that it could bring to me. So went off to university, um, and joined the powerlifting team there and just kind of my strongman career just completely snowballed in a direction I never thought it would. That's amazing that you went from cheerleading to strongman. What a, a transformation that is. But Rob, I want, to, I want to touch on before we dive into the sort of strongman thing as well. Right, at this point in time, were you openly gay at this time? No, I was a late bloomer, if you will, uh, when, okay. when it comes to being gay. <laughs> um, so, uh, um, Explain a late bloomer. Yeah. Uh, so I came out later in life, you know, so I, I didn't come out until I was 22. So all this time leading up to that point in my life, I was leading a, a heteronormative lifestyle, right? So I was waking up every day trying to fit the mold of what everybody thought I should be doing and how I should act and, and the relationships I should be in. And, you know, it, did, it got to the point where when I was in university, I did, I, I did date a girl for about a year and a half. Um, sure. And... You know, I, I think back to this because I get asked this uh, question. Rob, yeah. with your girlfriend that you dated, were you having sexual relations? Uh, we <laughs> were, but it wasn't good. All right, okay. <laughs> 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 if, right, you're okay. if that girl's listening, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> but didn't you, when you were younger, Rob, have any inclination? When I think back to it, I was kind of like an asexual kid, I guess is the best way to put it. Like I never looked at relationships as something I wanted or needed. Um, I was always focused uh-huh. on myself. I was always focused, you know, I was yeah. I was a musician in school, so I had a band. I played in team sports. Um, you know, I tried to be as active as possible and do a bunch of other things. So relationships were never really at the forefront of my mind. And... You know, in college, like I said, you know, I got into this relationship with this girl, but I was doing it not for myself, but what I thought I needed to do, right? Because that's all I was ever surrounded by. So to me, it was... thing. Yeah, it was just kind of the thing to do. And so get into this relationship and about a year and a half in, I really don't know why this happened or what caused it. But like, I woke up one day and I I had this aha moment where I realized like I I was, I was miserable. I wasn't happy. Um, I was waking up every day, putting on this facade of pretending to be somebody I wasn't just to appease everybody else and live a life everybody thought I should. So, you know, that morning it was May of 2014 Um, I ended the relationship on the spot, you know, and just said, you know, I'm dealing with this. I need to figure out my sexuality before and and really figure out what it is that makes me happy before I can really go any further with any with anything like this. And, you know, uh, so ended that relationship and, and started kind of finding myself throughout that entire process as well. So within that relationship, Rob, I mean, did you 
have any inclination that same sex attracted you at this stage? Yeah, I think I, I had always thought that, but I had never accepted it, I guess is the best way to, you know, because it's, it's hard for even me to understand and describe how I was because I think I had just pushed it so far in the back of my mind and tried to ignore it for so yeah. long. Um, but I knew that was what reality was. I just never wanted to accept it for yeah. myself. Rob, that must have been mentally exhausting, waking up and almost pretending to be someone that you, you weren't or hiding who you were. Yeah, it, it sucked. <laughs> you know, I mean, I I was I was always walking around with a smile on my face, but it was never, you know, I think the coolest thing about coming out and and falling in love with my husband is the two biggest thing is is experiencing true happiness and true love for the first time. Yeah. Yep. And when I first got to do that, it was breathtaking because I had always thought I had known what happiness uh-huh. was. Freedom. Yeah. I had always thought like I knew what happiness was. I knew what love was. And until I actually had it and still have it, um, I had realized like everything else was just fake. So it was, yeah. um, I mean, you know, coming out for me was the most empowering moment of my life. I can imagine it was like a weight lifted off your shoulder. Yeah. This is a pun, <laughs> of course. Really <laughs> 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 right, okay, okay, I got it. Yeah. Right, okay, Rob. So we go from talk me through this conversation with this this girl from like breaking up with her. What was how did it's not you, it's me. I mean, or, is there what? any better explanation than that? It's not you, it's me. It's like sorry, yeah. it's literally no. not you. I just think I like men. Um Yeah. yeah so literally. And I presume, that, else went, to be I presume that went down very At well. At first, it went okay. <laughs> had the conversation with her. She she understood. We were living together at the time, too, and had a couple of roommates. So, you know, I was fortunate enough to, you know, figure out a living situation. And then it turned bad once I started dating Joey, who's now my husband. Once that happened, yeah. I think, I you know, I completely lost touch with her. I haven't spoken to her since. Um, but in my mind, the only way I can imagine it is, you know, now that I'm in a relationship with a man, it, it set it in as reality for her, as opposed to initially it yeah, might have sure. just been a thought. So, uh, yeah, she didn't take it well after that. Sure, I can imagine. I can imagine you would never want to be the one person that turned <laughs> someone into <laughs> attracted to the different sex. I can imagine that went down well. So yeah, right. Talk me through. Where we go from we go from literally breaking up with your your girlfriend at the time. So how long did it take the process to meet your current oh, it was pretty husband? Quick. You know, we we met in a in the millennial age of of social media dating apps, um, <laughs> but. Okay. Yeah, you know it. Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just explain to my mum because my mum's a little bit old-fashioned with this type of thing. Um, so mum, like Tinder, uh, Grinders, like for the gay version of of um, Tinder. Yeah. So. So yeah. Right. Okay. I've got it. The thing is, when I when I got on that app, I still wasn't out yet publicly. Right. So on the yes. app, if you can imagine, this is what my photo was. Was just I was one of those shirtless I was one of the shirtless torsos um, with no face Love in that. the picture and so you know so Joey messaged me and not gonna lie hundred percent thought he was a catfish because I thought he was way too hot to be messaging me yeah and we talked and everything and we we started we went on our first date about two weeks after we had started texting and. 
here we are. We're both 22 years old. I was getting my master's degree. He had just finished his, his finished university for his bachelor degree, and um, you know neither of us were looking for a a long term relationship. You know, I think we were both at this weird place in our lives, trying to figure everything out. And so we had started dating officially September of 2014. Uh, we met in the beginning of August or middle of August, and. Um, about six weeks into the relationship, it was so October 20th of 2014 is when I officially came out. So I had conversations with my parents and my and my family before then, but at this point, I was I was already a professional strongman. At this point, I had actually just taken second place at America's Strongest Man, and was at this point where you know I was dating this guy who I really liked, and. He had been out since he was 17 years old. So for me, in my mind, we're 22. It's not fair for him to be in a relationship with somebody who's still closeted and not fully accepting themselves. Yeah. So I remember um, I came home from work one Monday afternoon and I just gave him my phone. I was, well, I said, what do you think about this? And it was uh, a Man Crush Monday post on Facebook and Instagram. And he was like, he's like, I don't want to tell you to do anything. You know, if you feel you're ready, go for it. If not, you can wait. Like he was so supportive the entire time. And without even hesitating one bit, I hit post and just let it go out into the universe. So at this stage, Rob, where did your parents in this scenario? They were cool with it. Did they know? Yeah, yeah. I had, I had talked to him already. And um, the funny thing is, so I go to my mom's house because I had lived about an hour and a half from where she is. And so I go to her house and I was like, you know, mom, I, I need, I need to talk to you. I need to tell you something. And the first thing she says is, oh God, somebody's pregnant. And I was like, well, actually quite the opposite. Um, <laughs> I like men. So, <laughs> so I, uh, you know, come up to her and, you know, say, well, actually, no, I'm gay. And I, I shit you not. She goes, oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> and this is a woman, I mean, she grew up in Brooklyn, New York, you know, I mean, just very emphatic, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. So I had the conversation with her and it was, I, I didn't expect any issues with her because her sister was gay as well. So, you know, I really didn't think it was going to yeah. be an option. My dad, I was a little bit more concerned about because he was Irish Catholic from New York, kind of hard headed, tough guy. So I remember it clear as day as we're sitting in his truck and I, I, we're at a stoplight and I look at him, tears running down my face. And I was like, you know, I need to tell you something. I'm gay. And so he pauses. Then he looks at me, he goes, can I still say gay jokes? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, as I'm like sobbing at this point, I'm like, that's what you're concerned about. <laughs> He's like, I mean, are you happy? I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah. All right, cool. We're good. So... <laughs> You know, they took it so, so well. So I am so fortunate and privileged to have that experience because I know a lot of LGBTQ plus kids and teens yep. and, and young adults don't yeah. have that experience. They don't. Yeah, of course, mm -hmm. exactly. And um, were they surprised, um, Rob? Uh, my, my mom's reaction was, you know, I kind of had a feeling when you were six years old dancing to Cher. Um, which, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if Believe comes on you to don't dance, you might not have a soul. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. Rob, we've actually got quite a funny story. So when um, when I was younger, um, my mum and dad took me to Disneyland Paris to uh, see Beauty and the Beast. You were two? It was, yeah, it was a two, yeah. And I, I fell in love with um, Belle. 
So I made my mum and dad buy me a Bell dolls. So when I was younger, I was actually playing with dolls <laughs> rather than action men at the time. So my mum and dad thought that maybe I was going to potentially be gay. But but my thing is, you know, I was sleeping with women from a very young age rather than playing with men. So that, that's what I always say, you know. Well, I did get a bit concerned when it was up Bell. You would take the actual statue to bed with you. Tell Belle you loved her before you went to sleep at night and put her under your pillow. And do you know what's, um, what's ironic about this? All these years later, Rob, when I was in Love Island, the person that I actually coupled up with was called Belle. Oh, wow. Weirdly. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's funny amazing. how things work out. But anyway, moving on. So we went from, you've came out as gay. And, I mean, you are probably in one of the most masculine sports that there is. I mean, strong man. It's, it's, it's up there with probably bodybuilding, the mo- one of the most masculine sports. So how did you feel about coming out to that community? Did you, were, you, were you apprehensive about that? or You know, I, as weird as it sounds, is I really didn't give it much thought. I was at the point in my life where I kind of had this just F you mentality that if you didn't accept me for who I was, I didn't need you as a part yeah, of my life. Yeah. And that was and that was the mindset I had Love the it. entire time, whether it was immediate family, friends, uh, competitors, promoters, it didn't matter. I knew that this is what I needed to do. This is what was gonna make me happy and give me the best life. And that was the most important thing at the moment. And I'm so fortunate that being a part of Strongman, which is, it's one of the most unique sports because while you're competing against somebody, you're also cheering for them. So there's this unbelievable brotherhood yep. in this yeah. sport where we all know what it takes to get to the highest yep. level to compete at this sport. The sacrifices, the training hours, um, for really not much return at all financially. Yep. And I'm so fortunate that there was yeah. this yep. unbelievable amount of support from the strongman community when I came out that you know, when things were getting posted around online, you know, the people that were saying things to me that were, you know, homophobic or, or demeaning, there were people that didn't understand the culture sure. of the sport. And that has been the coolest thing because yep. I have not only kept my best friends from the sport of strongman, I've gained an entire new family. You know, I mean, these guys and and their wives and spouses sure. are just yeah. so supportive and they're so excited every time Joey and I show up to a show. Um, it, it really is just absolutely amazing. And every anytime somebody says something negative about me on social media, I don't even have to say anything. I just step back and let ev- all the everybody else talk shit for me. So it works out great. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think personally, when you're really true to yourself and you, you know, you're being true to really who you are, you will still attract that love, that compassion. It just comes naturally, I feel, once you're true to yourself and you're doing all the right things for the right reasons. The way I feel, I don't care who doesn't like me. Yep. It's none of my business who doesn't like me. Exactly. I am who I am. Yep. I know what type of person I am. I would never do anybody wrong. I would never you know, cheating anybody. If I want to do something, Bingo. I'll tell you straight to your face. And like you said, Rob, all the years of pretending to be someone else, the only person that that was affecting was you. And 
you know, that I, I believe that obviously the day that you came out was probably one of the best days of your life where you just felt freedom. So, yeah, fair play to you, and especially in the sport that you're in because there is a massive thing in the UK at the moment where there's the football, football players, for example, just using one of our soccer players, obviously, in America, um, one of our key sports in the English Premier League, which is one of the, the biggest leagues in the world, and there is no gay players that have well that have came out and said they're gay um, because I think they feel how you know how they're going to be portrayed by the world and so I, I really and you're really an inspiration of what what you're doing so I'm, I'm so I was so buzzing I'm, I'm I, how how excited was I to have Rob in the show mom yeah. about this I was like I was like I was so excited and turn getting back to that Rob but did that not be to also do let's say for Talking sake, I'm sorry, I'm not 100% up there in knowledge about the gay community. Although through the years, I've got two gay friends um, when I was younger, but we didn't go too much into that. I just accepted for what they were and they, they had a relationship together. I think the point of this whole thing is anyway, and I was speaking to Rob prior to this this call, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. It doesn't matter whether you're, you're gay, you're straight, you're black, you're white, whatever it is, we're all human beings at the end of the day and people should accept you for who you are and that's, that's it. And um, just to anyone that's younger listening in, I just think that embrace who you are, totally embrace who you are. Love, learn to love yourself, and as soon as you learn to love yourself, then the world's your oyster at the end of the day. Uh-huh. Stop trying to make other people happy because the only person that's going to end up unhappy is yourself, for sure. Yeah, there's a great quote. Um, RuPaul has a show, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race, and yep. she ends the show every single week. RuPaul, yes. Yeah, she ends the show every single week with the saying, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Right, can I ask a question, please? I mean, who the fuck would have the balls to say to the strongest bloody man in the world, faggot or whatever? I mean, really, who? You've got a little story on that, Rob, don't you? Oh, you got a story on that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, of uh, you know, of course this happened in Texas, of all places. And um, I had just finished doing a truck pull event. And we had a decent crowd at the show. And I'm I'm known for kind of wearing exuberant outfits when I compete. I always wear, you know, like rainbow spandex or, you know, have my hair colored like a rainbow. I just try to be a little bit extra. And I remember walking back to the tent after I'd finished an event and this guy was like calling me a faggot from the stands, telling me I should go home. I'm not welcome here. I just stopped and I looked at him. I was like, dude, I suck dick and I'm stronger than you. (laughs) <laughs> and the oh entire crowd, I, I shit you not, you could have heard a pin drop that the entire crowd oh. just went silent. And then all oh, of a sudden, this like, you know, a few people started clapping and like booing him. And he he ended up getting shunned away from the contest by the fans. Amazing. Yeah. So it was pretty fantastic. Yeah. What a way to deal with that. I absolutely love that. So going in into the strongman sort of thing. Rob, where are you at? Am I right in saying you hold some sort of record for, is it the log? Talk me through that. Yeah, so so I'm pretty good. 
I guess. Uh, so in in 2020, I was actually um, I won a contest to be crowned the pound for pound strongest man in the world. Yep. So in in terms of body weight ratios and amount of weight lifted, I I lifted the most out of anybody in the world, which is pretty cool. And up until about a month ago, I did hold the American log press record. A good friend of mine just beat it about a month ago, but I was actually there judging the lift, which was really special and really cool. Uh, so I used to have the American log press record of 216 kilos um, overhead. And October of 2020, I was actually attempting a new American record of 220, and then I was going to go for the world record of 230. And I actually ruptured my tricep on the new American record attempt. So have a nice, cute little scar on my elbow now. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was a pretty big surgery and I'm, I'm still recovering from that. Um, you know, I'm definitely, I'm strong still, you know, my, my deadlift is up over, it's about a little over 400 kilos right now. Um, squatting, you know, close to 350. My overhead, which was my strongest event before the injury, I'm, I'm back around... 170 to 180 overhead. So it, it's getting there. Um, definitely feeling pretty strong, but it's just going to take some time to come back from. But I've, I, you know, I've also been fortunate to win some really big events. I, I, in 2017, I was crowned the North American champion. 2019, I won the Arnold Australia, which was absolutely amazing because my husband and I actually got married the day after that competition and uh, celebrated our wedding with Arnold, which was pretty iconic. Oh, wow. Amazing. I, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. oh my God, amazing. amazing. Yeah, it was wild. So I knew that um, Arnold had done all the sort of bodybuilding, but I didn't know Arnold actually held, you know, for the strongest men. Yeah, he, um, so, so he has obviously the Arnold Classic in Ohio every year. And along with that is the Arnold Strongman Classic. And they've begun putting strongman competitions at all their international events as well. Um, it's, it's one of the most prestigious events to get to because only 10 athletes in the world qualify for the Arnold Strongman Classic. So when I won in Australia 2019, it qualified me for the Arnold Strongman Classic in 2020. And like I said, it was it was just an amazing moment because as I was up on stage receiving the award from Arnold, uh, he uh, he just happened to ask what Joey and I had planned for the rest of the weekend, and we really <laughs> hadn't told anybody up until that point. But I was like, oh, we're actually getting married tomorrow, so he pulled Joey up on stage. Uh, you know, the crowd was going wild, and the next morning. I woke up to a text from his assistant asking where and when the wedding was going to be because Arnold wanted to be there. But because of the expo, he couldn't be there for the actual wedding. So when we had gotten back to the hotel, Arnold was FaceTiming me, which is just crazy. And um, he asked what we had going on for the rest of the night. So I told him we had just planned dinner, just the two of us. He said, no, cancel your plans. I'm taking care of you. Uh, He chartered a yacht for us for the evening. Um, so we got wow. to ride around the city of Melbourne on a yacht with Arnold. And, uh, then he took us out to dinner afterwards and I'll never forget. We, we had finished dinner and we're walking back to the hotel and Joey looks at me, goes, so it's kind of all downhill from here, isn't it? I was like, oh yeah, it doesn't get any better. This is it. <laughs> that's, it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's just marriage in general, Rob. I've watched my mom and dad. They're married 30 years. I've seen that slippery slope. <laughs> 
So we've talked on most things just now. Obviously, one thing that we do talk about a lot on here is um, like social media, Robin. I know you had mentioned a little bit earlier that you you sometimes get, well, there's obviously the positives you get from social media, of course, but there's negatives that come with it aside as well. I mean, have you experienced, do you experience a lot of that on a daily basis? Oh, or? yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it's just kind of, commonplace at this point for me so you know especially with june being pride month um you know i'm i'm posting more lgbtq plus um you know content on my pages um and along with that comes a lot of bigotry and hatred but you know that's that's that doesn't bother me it's it comes with the territory i know i know who i am and and their words aren't going to affect who I am or how I act. Um, if sure. anything, I use the negativity as fuel for when I go into the gym and train, yeah, right? Yeah, because absolutely. to sure. me, there's sure. no bigger fuck you to those people than me winning at the end of the day. Yeah, of course. What does play a lot into what I do and, and the reasoning behind it is because of the the L, the messages from the LGBTQ plus community of support and love and, you know, messages from, from suicidal yeah. teenagers who said, you know, they were, you know, contemplating suicide until they found my page. Uh, messages from oh, parents okay. of LGBTQ plus kids who, you know, didn't know how to accept their children now that they, you know, aren't straight, but seeing the life that my husband and I have, it gives them hope for their children. Yeah. Those are the messages that matter, right? Like all that negativity is just... Yeah, it doesn't bother me. You know, it's skin off the back. But when you get messages of support and love like that, that are literally life changing just by being who I am, you know, it's a platform I never thought that I would have. Yep. Have you always felt like that, um, Rob? Because, I mean, there'll be a lot of um, people listening in to this and, yeah, it's all good and well saying, you know, ignore it and use it as fuel. And, yes, yeah, like I said, it's easier said than done. But did, was there a process to get into that stage and accepting who you were and just being able to do that? And if so, what? if not, sorry, what advice would you give to people that, you know, are receiving that negativity? I think the biggest thing is, is you know, social media is just one platform. Right. You don't let social media seep into every part of your life. I think in my mindset, it was I'm one of the strongest motherfuckers in the world. So if I want to if I'm going to be gay, I'm going to tell you I'm gay. And that's it. (laughs) Um, And that's why, you know, I mean, anybody that comes for me, it's you know, their 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 opinions don't mean shit at the end of the day. Yeah. It holds no bearing on how I live my life. And I think that's what a lot of people have to realize is is everybody always has a voice behind a keyboard. But when you actually put your voice to impact positive change, that's when things really start making a difference. And that's been kind of the the biggest motivating factor for me is not only walking the walk, but, you know, not not, not only talking the talk, but walking the walk and really trying to be a conduit of change Mm -hmm. for the LGBTQ plus community. Sure, and I think you're absolutely doing that. You're definitely, you're definitely inspiring. I just love when people have got that inner contentment within themselves. I just, I just love to see it. And just no matter what anyone says, what anyone does, it does not affect their life. And if everyone can live by that, then you're on to an absolute winner. So anyway, we are obviously COVID's happened this year. 
I presume you've not, obviously, you spoke about an injury as well, but you've not probably competed in a, a long time. So what, what what's next for Rob? What, what's what's going on in Rob's life at the minute or in the future? Yeah, so um, so actually I did do a contest um, back in, I think it was February or, or March maybe. Um, I was in Bahrain. Okay. Um, I competed over there, which was a lot of fun. And um, But coming up next for me, um, so I have America's Strongest Man coming up in September. Nice. I then will be heading over to Vegas for World's Ultimate Strongman Vegas, and then over to the UK actually uh, to Birmingham in England for the uh, for the Arnold UK. I'll be over there that weekend Amazing. as well. So a lot of things September October. That's where a lot of the stuff is happening. I originally was scheduled to be at World's Strongest Man this coming week, but ended up pulling out because I got a TV show opportunity, which is a little okay. bit cooler. So, you know. Going a little bit different of direction, I think like the biggest thing for me, like I said to you, Anton, is I'm known very well in the strongman and strength yeah. world, but now trying to push my reach outside of that sure. uh, is something I'm really, really passionate about and wanting to do. So uh, trying to do all these little things to make that happen. Yeah, and just Rob motivate and by your persona, exactly. I think with your seal, your energy, uh, it's definitely a next level stage for you, your so content, you know who you are. That in itself makes the soul sing. Rob, can we be friends? Like, I want to be friends now. <laughs> like, absolutely, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> you take me out. You take me out in uh, America for sure. There is a strongman gym that just opened in Dubai, so I might have to make a trip yeah, out there. Hundred percent. We need to. We'll definitely need to link up. When you go to Birmingham, what date is that, Rob? Uh, it's the first weekend of October. So October first through the third is the is the event. Um, I will probably be there throughout that entire week, though, because uh, I'm I'm fortunate enough to be sponsored by Gymshark, oh, nice. um, and that's where their headquarters are. So I'll uh, I'll be I'll be hanging out at the Gymshark. HQ uh, that entire week, which will be a lot of fun. You're more than welcome to come up to Scotland and visit me at the ranch. Have you been to Scotland before, Rob? I haven't. Where in Scotland are you? Bang in the middle of Glasgow and Edinburgh. Uh-huh. Right in the middle oh, of Glasgow okay. and Edinburgh. Yeah, so... You're more than welcome. Yeah, like I said, I have I, some of my best friends. They live up in um, Inverness. Yeah, the more the Highlands. They live up, way, yeah. up in the Highlands. So, yeah, so I have friends that live up there. So obviously you sound very, very busy, Rob, but not busy enough because you've still had time to be writing a kid's book, I believe. Talk to me about that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so coming out next year, in the spring of next year, we have uh, the the book Strong that is coming out, uh, cool. which, is, uh, which is an LGBTQ plus children's book. Uh, but being LGBTQ isn't the centerfold of the story, which is nice. Sure. The story is about accepting yourself yeah. and what you can achieve in life once you've done that. So it's a really, really sweet story. I'm so excited about it. We're in the middle of illustrations right now, which is the, you know, I'm working on a documentary as well, but in my mind, you know, having a children's book is just timeless. Um, yeah. And there's just something so cool to see your life in animation. Um, yeah. It's just a really, really cool process right now. So very excited about that to launch in uh, May of 2022. So at this moment, I'm over since 1994, Rob, 
I've been developing a concept. Now, I have a popcorn factory. <laughs> I go back to my popcorn factory, Anton. Look at his face, Rob. <laughs> no, you've got to get the plug in. www.mccorn.co.uk Don't tell Swipe that to my up. husband. My husband is a popcorn fiend. Yeah, we'll, so, get, we'll get some out to you. We'll get um, some out to you. So I was the first maker of popcorn in Scotland. McCorn Scottish popcorn. Anyway, give me some popcorn. My car's garbage, but anyway, so um, we'll slip an ad in there, Jerry. Jerry, slip the ad in there at this point, right? So, um, so what I was trying to do at that time was to help kids live a healthier lifestyle, and this is the way back in 1991. And here in Scotland, people didn't like popcorn. They only associated popcorn with cinemas. There wasn't like that alternative between popcorn and crisps. So I was trying to educate kids on eating the healthier snack, popcorn. So what had happened was Madonna had came out with, after she had her first child. So it was put out that Madonna... Um, snacked on popcorn and lost all her weight. So then before I knew it, my factory went from five staff to 57 staff. Look at that. Um, wow. Yeah, so, and I started to develop character, a character concept. So like Popeye eats his spinach, my popcorn, Candy Crew, they eat their popcorn. I love that. That's amazing. So you're going into animation? Yeah, so we're doing the illustrations and everything right now. Um, so we have the cover squared away and working through the book right now. Um, so hopefully getting the final edits uh, sometime this month, which is exciting. Can I get a signed copy? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> promise? I promise, yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, Rob, listen, I think that sums up today's episode. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. You're such an inspiration to everyone. So thank you for for sharing your story with us and inspiring our audience. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you. No, this was absolutely amazing. I appreciate both of you. Had so much fun. Uh, excited to excited to see what comes of this. Yeah, let's see. Uh, get Rob's name out here in Scotland as well. You know, absolutely. I, I mean, that is a big thing in itself, Anton. The world's strongest man now is gay, and now is inspiring all these people. Hundred percent, and that's he's, he's doing amazing. He's doing amazing. Anyway, mother, you're right. terrible. I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> like Rob's Rob, a busy man. He's got to go and lift some weights, write some stories. Right. He's got so much to do. He needs to get off. So again, Rob, thank you very much for your time. As always, guys, thank you very much for listening in to this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed recording it. I'm Anton, and I will see you next week. And I'm Sherry Ann, and I've got to say, Rob. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. And I wish you all the best. I don't need to wish you all the best. I can feel and know where you're going. Beyond, what is it, Buzz Lightyear says, Anton? To infinity and beyond. <laughs> Rob, you see, what I, you see what I mean about this roundup yeah. thing? She's not very good at it. <laughs> right, okay. Well, thank you uh, anyway, so I'm much. Sorry, I appreciate it. But I do. I wish you all the luck in the world. Awesome. And in that note, I'm Sherry Ann, Anton's mum, who shaves his bum, and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>